Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And welcome back, everybody. Episode 18. Episode 18. Mm-hmm. And we have a fun little post-Yule, well, post-winter solstice, but still, I, I still think we're in the season of Yule. I think so, too. Um, super fun episode today. But before we get to it, do we have any uh, fireside chat today, Miss Detta? I think we do. I Tell me all about it. I want to geek out for just a moment about the Bible. All right. I'm game. Let's go. Yeah, And the Aramaic version of the Bible, which is the closest. I don't know if you all know. That is the closest translation to the Bible, to the original text of the Bible. Because if you know anything about the Bible, this is what I mean about geeking out. It's gone through a lot of edits. You know mm. how that wonderful thing. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Monty Python. Because it was changed during the Spanish Inquisition. And then, of course, the reason that there's a King James version of the Bible is because King James, like, messed with it and translated it and did all that. And it's also been through a lot of other. You can really, if you want to find out more about the Bible, you can really geek out on it. But here's what I wanted to say, because Corey and I work very hard to include uh, all over the world, not just, you know, our Western-centered I think it's important to remind ourselves that the Bible is not a Western-centered text. And that's what I wanted to just talk a little bit about today because it's a really important fact to remember that it's Middle Eastern text. I knew the Bible backwards and forwards growing up. Literally had memorized the entire New Testament and could recite. I know. You should have seen Corey's eyes. But I did. I worked really hard to memorize that. So until ninth grade, I could quote you anything in the New Testament. And I went back to find something the other day because I was looking for um, some scholarly reference. And I was just reminded of how this is a text. And it has a lot of magical history in it and actually refers to a lot of paganism. Well, I went to a daycare okay context my mom raised us by herself and she was going to school and then working full-time and so uh basically i love you mom i love you mommy (laughs) uh but (laughs) the it was a church of the nazarene daycare oh yeah so i attended the church of nazarene for a long time i'm a very I didn't go to the church itself, but the the daycare was run by the church. Mm -hmm. And I am a very competitive individual. (laughs) What? Particularly when it comes to academics. (laughs) I'm a very competitive individual. And one of the things was if you can memorize the order of all the books in the Old Testament and then all the books in the New Testament in order, Mm -hmm. you would get a certain number of little gold stars. And I am a Look for little gold stars. <laughs> I love them. They're my favorite. Um, so I, for a while, I couldn't re- like quote the entire New Testament, but I knew all of the books in order. 
mm-hmm. and could re- recite them for you. I remember that patch, Corey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we earned patches in vacation Bible school mm-hmm. for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I've said this before, I think, on the podcast that, like, churches make me really uncomfortable. Um, it's the organized religion part of it. You were saying that. I do remember that. Well, but, like, yeah. cathedrals. I love them. I could get down on cathedrals. Oh, my gosh. Day. They're so I beautiful. Love but church made me really uncomfortable. And it took me a long time and then a long time out of that to be like, oh, it's because the book. I don't agree with the book. <laughs> Well, here's and that's because so... the edited version of the oh. book is so deliberately geared to suppress. It is. And... and and Paul's all of Paul, who is the end of the New Testament, he he's pretty he's a pretty misogynist guy, y'all. He really was. He was a time, you know, for his period. We were talking Shakespeare and how progressive for his time he was. Paul was not a real no. progressive dude. But there are some other progressive people and some books that got cut from the Bible that were written by women. The Bible itself, I don't know if you have all read it or have any interest in reading it. It's got some pretty interesting history in it. There's some supernatural stuff in there. There's some mythology. And again, I just was hit and struck so hard with this is not a white Western text. This is a Middle Eastern text. And I just want to keep pumping up that part of the Bible. And it is filled with magic and supernatural happenings and prophecy and all that wonderful stuff that we study as witches. Yeah. Here's my hot take. Jesus is a hacking wizard. And the only reason it's okay for him to do magic is the fact that he's quote unquote God's son. So, well, but all he teaches over and over again is that we're supposed to follow that path and that we are supposed to do what he does and that it's not just unique and special to him. So that's one of the things I love about the dude. And I remember the very first time I saw him as a human being, a teacher, and that was sitting in seventh grade and I was getting a lesson from a history teacher who wrote Jesus's name up on the board. And I don't know to this day whether that teacher was trying to win us over to Christianity or whether he was trying to say, hey, Jesus was just a guy. And he was a really great, wonderful teacher, all about peace and love, and got passionate about the government charging too much taxes. And anyway, I just really want to encourage everybody to not shy away from the Bible as a source for your studies in your personal journey as a witch, because there's a lot of really fabulous resources in there, just like the Keys of Solomon. As a as a person who doesn't think that Jesus is like the savior of humanity or whatever, yeah, yeah. that's my that's my steez. You don't have to agree yeah, with me. I agree. Okay. Um, but as a person, and if you who, do, more power to you. Yeah, rad. Go for it. Um, but as a person who doesn't think that, I think that his humanity as a person, because I have no <sighs> trouble believing at all that he was a person. Yeah, me either. Um, but I think that his humanity is the most important thing. I have a friend who directs uh, a lot of the Shakespeare that I do because she's amazing and I'm spoiled and I never want to work with anybody else ever again. But she grew up <laughs> with parents who were. Uh, like pre not priests sorry ministers mm-hmm. and um she's a pk she's the 
only person I've ever met who could like explain and contextualize stories in the Bible in a way that didn't mm-hmm. make my entire body want to crawl out of its skin. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like there is some really cool stuff in there. There's like... There is. Accept your neighbor and don't be a dick and like take care of your planet. I think and, like, that's my favorite verse is the don't be a dick. Yeah, um, that's a Will Wheaton uh, verse. Yeah. That's Will Wheaton's law. Don't be a dick. <laughs> is uh, that right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I love it. It's just, yeah. it's it's a complicated book. And so I think that it's important to have complicated feelings about it. Because like you said, the original text. Mm-hmm. The Aramaic text. Is, that's is, the one you should all go and read. It's as close as you're going to get. But you also have to keep in mind that it wasn't written until long after the death of Jesus. Mm. Well, the New Testament. Right. Stuff. The Old yeah, Testament, yeah, yeah. obviously, is. Yeah. It's like a whole nother book as far as I'm concerned, a whole nother God. Like, he's a very different God. (laughs) Well, and that's the point. By the time this, by the time this goes up, Hanukkah will be over, but I made latkes for the first time and they were so good. We have them on the first night of Hanukkah and the last night of Hanukkah. They were so good. I love them so much. Maybe I should make them again for the last night. Oh yeah. Okay. It's a great tradition. So yeah. I made a recipe that was sent out at my work from uh, a person who was like, this is how my family's made them forever. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know how something with potatoes and onions in it can taste so good with applesauce. <laughs> I don't know, but it does, right? It's like oh, magic so in your mouth. It's like, how does this, how do you, how does it happen? It's a magic transfiguration in your mouth. It is <laughs> I love it. Hey, do you want to give us a therapy update? I do want to give you a therapy update. Uh, I had to call back um, the Kaiser people. And that for me is a hurdle because like Mm. it didn't go great the first time. So like why hurry the second time? So I'm very proud of myself (laughs) for actually doing the thing. I haven't gotten one back yet, but... um, it's actually like a really cool, easy process, and I'm really excited about it. And they were super cool about the fact that like the last one didn't work out, and they were super nice. And they were like, "We won't. We'll make sure to put her name on there so that you don't get like matched with her again and have to do this all right. over again," which was great. But That's as great. far as like mental health upkeep, yeah, uh, in this weird and trying time, it's a, uh, it's a lot of me like slowly introducing things back into my routine, because mm-hmm. like. Before, in the before times, I had a very, like, clear routine with lots of physical activity in it every day and, like, lots of regimented time. And when I don't have any kind of structure, that all falls away and then it becomes really difficult to do the things that I know will make me feel better. So this week, I introduced two little habits back in and it went really well. So tomorrow... This is Sunday. So tomorrow I will be starting adding in daily movement again, even if it's small. Nice. So I'm very excited about that because I'm just really overwhelmed by all the stuff I used to do and now feel like I can't, mm. you know? And so I'm just trying to uh, welcome back that sunshine with a little bit of like effort on my part. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. I had to run an errand today, and I parked in front of our favorite bar hangouts, Prost and Larry's, two of them right next to each other, which uh, literally I walked into that bar after rehearsals every night, 
And it was like walking into cheers, Dada, how are you? And like knew the bartenders. And here in West Seattle, one of the reasons I loved, love still living in West Seattle is things are open until 2 a.m. And I know. And in North Seattle, things would close at like 10. And if you're a theater person, you know that after rehearsal, you got to wind down. Often you want to eat, which I know is not incredibly healthy, but oh well. It doesn't matter. You just expel so much energy and you want fried mushrooms. Exactly. And I would head, head to Larry's. And anyway, I parked in front of there to um, and put on my mask. I was putting on my mask and I turned over after my mask was on and I was picking up something that actually is going to be my I'll tell you about it during our spark, what I was doing for this errand. But when I get to the sparks today and I turned and looked at the two of them and literally spontaneously started to cry. Yep. Buckets. Yep. Buckets of tears. And I just it's starting to really hit me hard it's hard and it's hard too because like this time of year there's so many traditions right yeah and so last night my husband and I were watching Muppet Christmas Carol because it's my favorite Christmas movie because it's because it's not the the best I was watching it and all I could think the whole time was how much I miss my friend because we used to watch it together and drink wine and eat cheese and and like enjoy the movie together and then she messaged me this morning this is the director i was talking about earlier Mm -hmm. she messaged me this morning and was like this memory on facebook just popped up i wish we were doing this now and it was about her and i watching that movie and drinking wine and having a good time so like it's really hard to to be faced with all these traditions that always involve other people and we can't be with those other people so um let's make Let's make this a tradition, too, Yeah, where we can be together, even though we're far apart. And if you need to listen to this a couple of times just to feel like you're hanging out with people. Hi. I do that all the time. It's so. nice to have you around the fireside. What are you drinking today? Yeah, I've got some delicious <laughs> orange spice tea. I'm back to my LaCroix and my... Uh, I have a tea advent calendar, and my tea ad. I know I got it for my birthday from my wife, and today is birch, sea buckthorn, cranberry, and blueberry herbal tea, and it's really quite delicious. How great of an idea is that, though? Oh yeah, because like oh. it's not stuff that's gonna just sit around and be clutter. Yeah, it's not just no, boring, not. waxy chocolate. So yes. without planning it, one of my daughters. Uh, and and I know I've been putting gifts out there that I got for my birthday. Uh, so I got a tea advent calendar for my wife. One of my daughters got me a witchy advent calendar. That le- I know. So every single day, and I should share them. I need to, if she'll tell me, I would like to find out who the person is, post who the Etsy pics, shop post is. Post pics, post pics, I will post a big picture of all the things that I've been getting, these little things. I've gotten a little vial of... Himalayan salt. I've gotten tea. I've gotten rosebuds. I've gotten uh, an agate and sea moss. And I'm trying to think of some of the other things. And all of them come with why they're magical and what it is about it. And the one that made me cry, (laughs) I opened oat leaves and I realized I'm 52 years old. I have never seen an oat leaf. I have eaten oatmeal all my life. I eat Cheerios. Those are oats. I drink oat milk. I have never seen an oat leaf. And I was like, how did that happen? Did you feel very separated from the thing you've been using so much? And now you felt like connected better? Yes. Love that. 
Oh, it was just wonderful. And yeah, so that was great. And it had a little magical correspondence. So I want to find out who this Etsy person is and give her a shout out on the podcast because it's been such a cool gift. And my daughter, I love you. Thank you. All of you. Anyway, yeah. Speaking of people shouting out on the podcast, this is the last thing I want to say. And then we should probably yes. get yeah. into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll put skippers. Are we allowed to say that since that's MSM's thing? I don't think it's their thing. Okay. They've just said it I'll, a couple times. I will put n- I will put numbers so that people can sk- skip it. We'll put a little indication so that you know when yeah. the actual yeah, yeah, talk yeah. starts. But uh, <laughs> remember how I shouted out Pip and Lola with yeah. Samantha's soaps? Yeah. Uh, they came in the mail mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. smell so good. And they're like fragrant, but they're not so fragrant. They're like nice and lightly scented. <sighs> and she sent us two little adorable like sample they look like dime bags full of like sample soaps and uh one of them is called edmund dash the perfect man and i gotta tell you it (laughs) smells the way you want mr darcy to smell oh do you know what i mean it smells so good um but there's a little business card that apparently the like the like motto (laughs) of the store (laughs) Is think about us while you're wet and naked. Oh my god! <laughs> and I died That's laughing. Samantha. So that I put it on awesome. the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is a kick in the pants. Oh. Nice. Anyway, so Pippa Lola's ten of ten would recommend. Awesome. Shall we uh, head into the fire that's located in the library and have a little history chat? <laughs> little fire, little history chat? Uh, I think we should. Actually, yeah, let's head there now. Creek. Okay. See, but then you do that and I want to leave those in. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, okay. So here's the thing today, fam. Today we are talking about two different deities. Now, we're coming out of Yule time, so we thought that it was only fitting that we talk about Odin. Makes sense to us. And Odin's wife, Frigg, or Frigga, depending on just exactly where you're looking. Or something else that I will tell you about in a moment. Ooh. So today, it's actually going to be a lot of history from both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think for that reason, we should bypass the library altogether and just go straight out to that big cozy oh, bonfire. Oh, let's head to the bi- grab your grab your coat. Grab your coat. It's cold outside. <laughs> it is unless you're in LA or someplace <sighs> like that. Sure. And uh let's head to the let's, let's head, head to there. the bonfire then. So I'm so excited and incredibly nervous. <gasps> Why uh, are you so nervous? So you remember what I I don't remember what it was, which episode it was. You said I feel really vulnerable because I don't know anything about this <laughs> that kind of thing. That'd be knots. And uh, oh, was that knots? And yeah. uh, that's how I'm feeling today, everyone. Right. We are going into uncharted territory, and on my part, because this is not my pantheon. Same. And I will say I have reached out to my best friend from junior high. I've known her since we were in seventh grade, and she and her husband are big Norse and Odin followers, pagans, and they've agreed to come on the podcast sometime in February or March to follow up with this. So today, from me anyway, you're going to get a lot of what I've read, and I'm going to pass it on to you, but not a lot of personal experience, not a lot of personal stuff. 
I want to also touch on that because also I am not a follower of the Norse uh, or Germanic pantheon at all. However, I have a little bit of prior knowledge just because I was a weirdo in school who had like three friends. And so I spent a lot of my time at the library reading about Greek and Norse mythology. So, and I realized I've never even read Beowulf, which is now on my list. I know, I okay. know, but I need to read Here's it. Here's the thing about Beowulf. Oh, yeah, Beowulf. tell me about Yeah, okay. It's so long, Detta. <laughs> it's so long. It's so long. And when I was in my AP English class, let me slide my nerd glasses up. When I was in my AP English class in high school, we had to read Beowulf and translate it from the um, Old English. And we had to read the Canterbury Tales and translate it. So maybe Mm. I'm just salty because I had to do that. But also, it's just really long and it's really depressing. But there are a number of really great storytelling podcasts you could listen to where they tell the story of Beowulf. Uh, It might be helpful for context before you start just because the language is really hard. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll put those in the show notes or somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, wow, I, I have to say, though, doing this research was really fun. So, so fun. Oh, my gosh. It was so fun. Um, mm. Do you want to start first or do you want me to start first? I'll let you start first. Okay. Go, go for first. it. Before we start, I want to say my sources. First of all, our main squeeze, Wikipedia, Llewellyn.com. <laughs> hey, cutie. <laughs> oh, hey, you. <laughs> They're asking for donations right now, so just remember that that oh, source yeah. of free information is is looking for means to continue. So if you have the $5 and you want to spend it there, spend it there. Not sponsored. <laughs> uh, so Wikipedia, uh, Llewellyn.com, Norse-mythology.com, Britannica.com, Ancient.eu, a blog that I cannot pronounce the name of, but I will put in the show notes, and <laughs> TrustedTarot.com. Nice. Okay, first and foremost, there are so many stories. They were originally oral tradition or pictorial tradition, and they were later written down. So, Odin, whose name translates to Lord of Frenzy, which I think is metal as hell. Uh, He's the, in Germanic mythology, he's the god of wisdom, healing, death, royalty, the gallows, knowledge, war, battle, victory, sorcery, poetry, frenzy, and the runic alphabet. So he's just sort of an all-around guy. Um, I wrote dang in brackets. (laughs) Dang! The exclamation mark. He's an overachiever. Yeah, he's a, a real eager beaver. It's a little loud and swain joke for everybody out there who listens to them. Anyway, he is projected to be the husband of the goddess Frigg or Frigga or Freja, depending on just exactly what country you're in. Or, and I'll just interject this here because it needs to be said, or Freya, which I'll get deep into when we. Get and to I'll Frigg. be mentioning her as well. Mentioning, Excellent. Mentioning. Words are hard. I'll be mentioning yeah. her as well. It's a scholarly debate. It is. It's, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot here, fam. <laughs> uh, the day Wednesday is named after him because uh, he's not just Odin. He's also known as Woden, which is W-O with a little line over it, D-E-N, and a lot of other things that Wednesday comes from. Uh, he is still recognized, especially in rural areas, and his name appears in the names of places throughout regions that were historically occupied by the ancient Germanic peoples. So he's like 
not gone from the public consciousness in the mm. way that some ancient deities are. Like, not a lot of people are out there worshipping Diana still. Um, in the uh. mainstream, anyway. Uh, I think I'm going to In the mainstream? agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think, um, I think so. But, we'll, like, if we'll you were, that. I don't know, a follower of Artemis or something, there's not a mm-hmm. ton of, like, widely accessible public places to worship or knowledge or anything like that. It's not as widely in the public consciousness as, like, Odin is. And I'm not here trying to diminish anybody who honors and celebrates and worships those two deities. I just was (laughs) making a point. Um, The bulk of our understanding of Odin, as well as Norse mythology in general, that's a tongue twister, you guys, (laughs) uh, (laughs) comes from Old Norse texts, texts (laughs) recorded in Iceland around the 13th century. He is portrayed as a one-eyed, long-bearded fellow in a cloak with a broad, floppy hat. And he is often portrayed with a spear named Gungnir, his wolves, Gary and Freki, mm. ravens, Hugin and Munin, uh, who were messengers who would bring him info from all over Midgard and talk to him about stuff. Uh, May I just interject yes? you for just a moment? So why, and I... I have known this thank you american gods neil gaiman that you know the wolves and the ravens were his why he is not my god is beyond me because he feels i guess maybe because he's from a different pantheon than the morrigan he is often related to the morrigan in like modern paganism people are like associate them together yeah i think that's moderny wiki stuffy But like anyway, but but it makes sense that they would be compared. uh, They're similar. They're similar. Just one's a guy. No, no. We'll have to debate that later. Backing away from the mic. (laughs) He rides a flying eight-legged steed named Slipnir. I think I looked it up. There are like three different ways to pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he rides it across the sky and into the underworld. Uh, he is the son of Besla and Bor and has many sons, including the most famous ones, Thor and Balder, who he has with Frigg or Frigga. In the old texts, he is portrayed as a seeker of knowledge. Um, he enjoys making wagers with Frigga on things like human exploits or like things that they are up to and he takes part not only in the creation of the world but also giving life to the first two humans who were named ask as in let me ask you a question and Mm -hmm. embla and embla is now my new favorite name of all time i think it's amazing uh, he has a particular association with Yule and is responsible for mankind's knowledge of both runes and poetry. Mm. He's in charge of the Valkyries, who are the awesome badass women warriors. And he's also in charge of Valhalla, which is the place where warriors go when they die. Now, he only takes half the souls to Valhalla. Freya is in charge of the other half of those souls. He's the ruler of the Aesir tribe of deities, which is all the deities who dwell in Asgard. Uh, Fun fact, the reason that he is missing an eyeball is because he sacrificed it for knowledge. Mm. He was that horny for knowledge, everybody. (laughs) 
I read this very funny thing and I thought the word they used was hilarious. So I'm going to read it to you. Odin is eventually crunched to death (laughs) by Fenrir the Great Wolf during the Ragnarok. (laughs) And I just think crunched to death is the funniest thing in the entire world. Aww. Crunch. Crunched to death. I think it's interesting to note a lot of stuff I read said that while he is widely known as the god of war and battle and royalty and rulers and like being an elite ruler he also is the god of poetry and Mm -hmm. knowledge and wisdom and a lot of those things are a little bit contradictory in that culture as being feminine and not at all the masculine persona he is supposed to embody. So I think that's really interesting to keep in mind that even badass Odin is like let me read you this poem. It is. And but here's what's so very interesting that I, I we're going to overlap if it's OK, just a little bit. One of the things that I found and I'm trying to find my uh, his name, I think his last name is Jackson that I'm going to talk about. Uh, he's an expert. He works at the University of Colorado and he used to work at, in Berkeley and he does all this. He's an expert on Norse mythology. And he talks about how it was something that I'll talk about a little bit later about how one of the biggest missteps that Norse gods and men's could do was to appear feminine. <laughs> and it was just like, wow, that's that's steeped in some serious. There's some uh, junk there. Old world junk there. But and it's but so that's, strange. But it is old world. I mean, when you get into old world, you're going to end up with that binary you know, be a man kind of stuff. But but then he points out that yet Odin and a couple of the gods like ventured into, you know, quote, women's work all the time. All the time. So and at the same time, the Valkyries, who are like the most terrifying Mm -hmm. and terrible in the like true sense of the word, like great and terrible, like warriors. And they were women. Yeah, um, yeah, which so, they had, which they also had no problem with, and weren't threatened by. It's a very confusing time, folks. Yeah, they were very delineated. I think. <laughs> I think you almost, have your job. I have mine. It's almost as though gender roles have always been very complicated. What? <laughs> no. Um, I'm gonna finish off my stuff um, and let you listen to Detta's dulcet tones for a while oh. after I finish this list of associations and correspondences. Oh, you're so good. I don't know if I have those for Freya. That's okay. Or Frigg. <laughs> Detta really wants to talk about we'll Freya talk about so bad. No, no, uh, no. I, I'll tell you why in just a minute. <laughs> I will tell you why. Um, so, some associations. Runes. Primarily the Ansus, the fourth rune. It means wisdom, knowledge, message, and communication. But, fun fact... Uh, Odin is said to have learned the runes by hanging himself from a tree for nine days. Oh, yeah. So I he love was that like, myth. He was like really, really horny for knowledge, everybody. <laughs> he was like, let me learn everything I can. And a lot of his escapades where he would like go off on his eight-legged steed were completely self-serving. He was not really so much mm. a fan of like, he didn't really care a lot about like justice and 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 equity and things like that he was like i want to know everything so i'm gonna go Mm. off and do that which i think is interesting because there were probably other gods who were like don't worry i got the whole justice thing um his astrological sign 
is the Sagittarius, which I think makes sense. I mean, yeah, no, yes. No, I'm just, I'm a Sagittarius. That's well, the only thing there I was are. breathing heavy about. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, colors are black, red, orange, and dark blue. His day is Wednesday, obviously, but I also saw listed a lot of places that his day is also Saturday, which I think is really? interesting. I don't know why. I couldn't find any reason for that. I just thought it was neat. Um, incense is dragon's blood, pine, and sandalwood. His plants, this will matter a lot to Detta, I think. Beech trees, ferns, maidenhair, which I don't know what that is. Uh, mandrake, marjoram, polypody, which I also don't know what that is. Valerian, and you. You. Yeah, which I knew you would really be interested in. <laughs> uh, his stone correspondences are agate, carnelian, gold, jet, onyx, and tin, which I thought was neat. His symbols are a blue cloak, and then, don't laugh, because I laughed, uh, the floppy hat, uh, the eagle, the raven, and the wolf. The floppy hat is significant because he used to, tra not transform, disguise himself as just like a wanderer to move throughout the world in his pursuit of knowledge so the way that he would do that was to wrap himself in a dark blue cloak and a big floppy hat and a big walking stick and just go off and then here's what i think is super interesting are some of the cards in the tarot deck associated with mr odin oh i'm so excited so the emperor obviously because he's the ruler of rulers he's the deity of rulers the hanged man thinking again about that pursuit of knowledge that uh hanging from yggdrasil to upside down for nine days get the yeah. runes yeah um the king of swords and the five of swords now i think there's room to add to that because i think that there's probably a number of things in the like cups that could really apply to him or even like the Hierophant because his steez was like sorcery and knowledge and yeah. like the mental realm. I think the Hierophant. Really, yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. I think that like relegating him only to the swords is is not giving him as much credit necessarily. Um, not that he needs more credit than he already has. He's like, he's the big shit god. He's got a so. really good publicist. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> As you already pointed fine. out. <laughs> he's doing fine. If Ian McShane is playing you, you're doing fine. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh, that series. Oh. So that's my book report <laughs> on what I did last summer. Um, no, that's my Odin book report. Very cool. Congratulations. Thank nice you. Work. Thank you. Thank you. I hand over the reins now to you, Miss Detta. All right, so here's my big problem and why I texted Corey a little bit earlier. So there is a huge scholarly debate about whether Frigga, Frigg, and Freya are all the same person. And it is something that has not been resolved, <laughs> that Freya and Frigg are both Odin's wife. Freya calls him Ode and Frigg called him Odin, but that they are indeed the same goddess. And if you go to 
Oh, I should cite, I have so many sources, everyone. I'm going to try to bring everything together. Uh, I don't think I'm as good at that as you are. I haven't had as much practice with history lessons and book reports as (laughs) Corey has, so I will do my best to not be disjointed, but I might be a little bit. I might jump around a little bit. It's hard. My different sources. You're really good at it. You really are a historian. I have more practice, that's all. No, you're so... You say that like they could be the same woman, but do you know uh-huh. what I think would just be so dope? And it's probably not the case, but it'd be so cool. Is if they were just all three together. Oh. Yeah. Like, why not be polyamorous as well as polytheistic? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if they I I just like I said, I'm not an expert on this one. It's not my pantheon. And I most of what I know from Odin is just very brief stuff on places like Wikipedia, and I've been drawn to him, but not completely, like, sucked into him. But I really love American Gods by Neil Gaiman. I love it so very much, and I have no idea how accurate it is. So uh, it'll be really interesting to talk to some of our Norse experts uh, and see what side they come down on Freya and Frigg being the same goddess. So I will, I will start with, I will, might slip and say Freya Frigg. And let me talk to you about some of my, oh, why was I saying this? Because one of my sources, everyone, is Norse mythology for smart people, which I find so obnoxious. I also saw that website. I also I have, saw that website. Yeah, he might be a great guy. I just and and the the website is indeed very awesome and has a lot of information. So he's one of my sources. Llewellyn is one of my sources. Edaler is one of my sources. It's sure. a Canadian website. Wikipedia is one of my websites. Our main squeeze. <laughs> Wink, wink, wiki, we love you. Northernpaganism.org is one of my websites. Goddess Gift. And then if I have a couple more, I will holler. I think I do. Those aren't popping up right now. And another source is Jackson Crawford, and you can find him on YouTube. And perhaps you can find him other places. Yeah. Okay. So Frigg is of Germanic descent. And her name means love, and she is Odin's wife and mother to Baldor and Thor. Yes. And, and can I just ask, why isn't Baldur in all the Thor Marvel episodes? Because like, Baldur is the son of a million names, most beloved. So, like, mm, yeah. they can't really have a guy competing with Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> well, fine. Okay. <laughs> but that occurred to me while I was researching They this. also took anyway. some liberties with Loki- Oh, yeah, they did. And, like, his whole thing. Even I knew that. Even Queer though icon a... Loki from mythology. Oh. Big fan. And uh, in, she is the true mother and protector of children. She spins the sacred distaff of life. And she, so she knows the future. And she deals with something called, I, I, I practice the pronunciation. It's so close. It's Seder. And, yes, it is very close to the... The celebration of Jewish people eating, it is actually incredibly close pronunciation, and I, but I might be butchering it just a little bit. And I'm going to talk about that because I went down a rabbit hole with that. Her correspondences, her runes are Berkan, Dagas, Manaz, and Uruz, and I'm sure I just butchered all of those. Her astrological sign is Cancer, 
Her colors are blue and silver. Her day is Monday. Mm. And her ins- and Freya's day is Friday. Mm-hmm. So, and always has been. Incense is Lily of the Valley. Her plants are birch, fir, and hawthorn. Hawthorn, which is one of my very favorite trees in the world. Rulership. Abundance, childbirth, children, creativity. I found so many stories about her and nurturing and mentoring teenagers and mothers and the child inside of people as they grew up and not just women but also men. Uh, She teaches women all domestic crafts as well as farming. Her stones are copper, crystal, moonstone, quartz, silver and her symbol is the crown Ooh, yeah so if we had to like try to reverse engineer what some tarot correspondences mm-hmm. would be what do we think probably the empress the empress <laughs> is where i went immediately i would say also like I, the queen of cups maybe maybe i like love and creativity I, yeah for some reason though i feel her as an air symbol and actually mm. i i'm blanking right now on what is cancer is cancer a cancer an a air fit, or is uh, it a, a water? crab so water it's it's water right so yeah you're probably right but well, for some reason i get i get drawn to her uh into the wands a little bit that makes but yeah sense, the empress though. immediately went to me uh my mind rather so i i am gonna throw a little bit of freya in here as far as because she is the one second the great goddess second only to frigg her name means the lady the goddess of magic and she is the one that i found was um the one in charge of the valkyries and valhalla taking people to valhalla so i wonder if that's why their myths are intertwined they shared those and why duties. you found that out about frigg yeah mm-hmm. and but i yeah so What I love about Freya, too, is that she's, like, the badass goddess of the afterlife slash underworld in a lot of myths. So it makes sense that she would be present on the battlefield. Some other stuff that I found, and you can find this on Yadollar, is that Frigga is the goddess of social bonds, and her myths and stories highlight interdependence, companionship, social contracts, and community. I love that. She's uh, said to be attended by 12 handmaidens. Modern pagans alternatively see them as goddesses in their own right, sent to Frigga to handle certain situations. I love the fact that it's the number 12. I just think that's really highlight since we talked about the Bible a little bit today at the beginning of the episode. She's also symbolized by a ring of keys, which of course makes me want to sing the fun home song every single time that I look at her now. And if you don't know what that is, you should look it up. <laughs> and it's very queer and very awesome. Uh, the it, She represents both the purview of the lady of the house as well of her association of unlocking wisdom. And these are the things that they represent and help with. This is the key, the handmaidens and likened to the key. This was one of the favorite myths I ran across. So Saga research writing history and remembering she's the goddess of family genealogy ire healing of body and mind the main healer deity germanic pagans pray to she's a doctor of goddess oh i'm so gonna butcher this one gefion i think is what it is teenage girls inner independence 
entrepreneurial ventures, especially concerning women, a good goddess to call on when you're raising or teaching teenage girls, also a goddess of female fertility. I laugh because we can use all the goddess help we can get when we're raising teenage girls. Truly. Fuula, yeah. Or when you're being a teenage girl. Yes, that too. Fula, financial abundance and female friendships in the goddess. And I am not going to read the rest of these, but I'm going to put this link in. And I really love this website. There's so much wonderful stuff about signs and symbols there. And yes, they also pulled out water. I don't know why I'm drawn to her. As an heir? Mm. My mind just goes there. So that would be an unverified personal gnosis thing with her, not a verified at all. Also, heir, though, think about it, is about the mental realm. Yeah, that's true, too. So, yeah, well, yeah. I'd also like so, to point out, uh, based on what you've just said, because all of it was super duper interesting, is how well suited Frigg and Odin are to each other. Yeah. Because right. a lot of times, let's just talk about Zeus and Hera. That's a fraught Ooh. relationship where I don't think they're really that suited for each other. No, I don't think so either. Um, because the drama is exciting or whatever, but Frigg and Odin, or even Freya and Odin, depending on what side of that camp you fall in, they're both very well suited to Odin, and he's very well suited to them. I think that he probably, he doesn't have any problem, it seems like, sharing his knowledge. No, he doesn't. So, like, he probably brings back all this cool stuff, and Frigg and Freya are like, dope, let's let's talk about it, and and then they're there to, like, ease suffering and ease people's minds and like promote creativity and growth and yeah like community which is i think the most important not commodity but like the most important creation of humankind is like the community right oh right and and just makes them excellent leaders right Mm -hmm. it just Mm -hmm. so i will I'm really excited to talk to our experts on this because I'm reading you a litany of stuff. But the thing that I went down the rabbit hole with Frigg was the Seder. And Seder involves discerning the course of fate and working within its structure. It's a type of magic. It involves discerning the course of fate and working with its structure to bring about change and often by symbolically weaving new events into being. So it suggests that she doesn't just know fate, which she did, which is one of the stories with her son, Baldor, but that she can manipulate it and affect it. And this power could potentially be used as unlimited power for her tribe, for her people, for herself. You might remember from the Yule episodes, we talked about divination and how divination wasn't just seeing Mm -hmm. the future, it was creating the future. Yeah, Yes. Let's talk about how that's connected to Frigg. Like, that's amazing. She probably, if you dig deep enough into mythology, is one of the reasons that people had that skill or even the idea that they should be practicing that. Yes. Then you should be practicing manifestation and And taking control of your own situation, like creating your own future in life. I will be spending a lot more time with this pantheon and gods and goddesses because I am just totally fascinated. I'm having one of those moments that's like a recovered memory and inspiration all at once. Ooh. So when I was young, when I was young, um, <laughs> that one's for free, everybody. Uh, I was deeply, deeply into Norse and Greek mythology. And I remember that Freya for a long time was like a really deep focus of mine. And I don't know was why she? I just like let her go. Uh, so I think I'm also going to be looking into Freya very yeah. hard right now. 
I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm like just to do yeah. that. Like, thank you for reminding me about that. Well, thank you because I just want to say this. Uh, this episode was Corey's idea, and I'm just totally and I I'm totally on board. Yeah. And fun fact, because we had so much fun doing this. We're going to be doing sort of an ongoing, not every episode, like not all in a row, but like just sort of an ongoing exploration of deities. And we're really excited because we're going to do it sort of broken down by category. So like trickster gods, like Anansi and Loki, or like gods and goddesses of like fertility or hunting or whatever. So we're like really excited because we'll get to cover large swaths of the globe and dive into all kinds of different cultures and hopefully spark a little inspiration for us and a little inspiration for you like if you're out there like deity hunting like yeah find you will help you find one maybe it could be fun it could be fun i'm excited about it i am too <laughs> this was a lot of fun Detta. thank you thank you do you have any uh sparks you want to throw up i totally do pew, 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 pew. so the spark i want to throw up today And I'm pretty sure I've done a teeny bit of investigation. They might be called something different in your neck of the woods. But there is this great organization on Facebook called Buy Nothing. I love Buy Nothing. Do you? I love it. I use it all the time. I do too. Here's what it is, everyone. it's, It's what it says it is. You offer things up that you don't need anymore and you arrange right now we're arranging mostly in our neighborhood porch pickups mm-hmm. and stuff but sometimes people because they were freaked out about giving out their addresses would we'll meet up at the junction and trade that's not happening so much anymore but everybody's really I've never had I've never heard of any problems with it or any weirdness about people having the admins do a really good job and they do a really good job of like delineating neighborhoods so like yeah it it will always be your neighborhood i think i don't think i go more than a mile around me maybe even less than that less than for me it's like three quarters and i know some rural areas this doesn't might not apply or maybe you could make something in your rural area, figure out a way that would work for your neighborhood. But if you're in a city and you can get onto a buy nothing, it's really wonderful. So I, I volunteered a ton of stuff, but you also look and find a lot of stuff. And I, I've gotten a couple of cabinets that way and a bookshelf and just some really cool stuff and have gotten rid of stuff that I didn't want to throw away and it found a new life. Anyway, it's just a really fabulous way to recycle beautiful things and useful things sometimes. Yeah. A lot of places to or a lot of people in my neighborhood, at least, have been really conscious of like the precarious food scarcity situation Mm -hmm. people might be in Mm -hmm. or things like that. So people are like, hey, I went to Costco and got all this shit that I'm never going to eat. Do you need it? It's really cool, too, because it's a place where where people will be like, I saw a couch on the corner of blah and blah. Mm-hmm. That's for free. Yeah. So it's just a really great way to sort of combat the, what's the word? Throwing things away when they're no longer yeah. useful to you. It's less wasteful. And it's really fun. It really is. And people go in search of things as well. Yeah. And sometimes really bizarre things like, do you have a broken computer? <laughs> you, you know, uh, wait, uh, and so it really, I just, I just absolutely love them. And I 
I want to give them a shout out because I, as a witch, as many of us witches have a problem with jars and an obsession with and um, candle holders. Sometimes and, you just got to purge. <laughs> and some, uh, no, I did just the opposite, Corey. Oh, no. <laughs> there have been a lot of, there have been a lot of uh, planters and. Oh, I get a lot of planters. I have a lot of those in my house right now because thank you, buy nothing. Yeah. Because a lot of people have been purging all those. So. I just got a really cool tapestry off buy nothing that has a, a person sitting in lotus and it has all the chakras on it. And oh. It's like a big rainbow tapestry. I oh. love it. How beautiful. I also beautiful. got a bag of frozen shrimp from that person. So. Yeah. Well, and here's, oh, yeah, tons of food. And there have been tons of gift certificates, just mm-hmm. like people have been buying locally because they want to support the businesses, but they don't need it. People and will also again, gift time. Yes. It's yeah. really cool. It's, it really is just amazing. So anyway, buy nothing on Facebook in your neighborhood. Hopefully you have one. Seattle area absolutely has 5 million of them <laughs> broken down because there are so many neighborhoods. So check it out. Truly. Uh, my, spark, spark? my spark this week is a little shop called the Foxglove Collective. Um, we follow them on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, I'm like obsessed their stuff is so cool and um i mean i don't really have too much to say except please go check them out i think that they're still well by this point maybe not but um they're a great place for gifts um whether that's gifts for others or gifts for yourself there's just such cute stuff like salts and like oils and just all kinds of really great stuff please please check them out that's foxglove collective and we'll make sure we shout them out in the notes. Awesome. Heck yeah. Well, I hope you're all having a wonderful Yule season and are safe and warm and healthy and have everything you need. Yes. Samesies. Our next episode will be coming out just before New Year's. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's something that we don't have a lot of personal experience in, so it's just like something fun that we are learning about. Yeah, we're just kind of finishing out that Yuletide season. Watching that sun get a little bit longer every day. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Come back, sun. Thank you. But until then, I suppose be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate you. If you have any friends that you think might be interested, we hope you share our podcast with them. And where can people reach us, Corey? Reach out to us on Twitter at Bonfire Babble on Instagram at Bonfire Babble Podcast, or even in our email at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear all of your comments, questions, suggestions, and don't forget to like and subscribe.